Hi guys, welcome back. It's me, Sam. And me, Fran. And, and Kiki's here as well. So sorry if you hear her barking, but she's a little bit needy right now because she just got a haircut and she gets all weird when she gets a haircut. So we have to take her. Nope. Yeah, there she goes. So we don't want to get too much into our like weekly updates like we usually do and all that banter that we have in the intro of our podcast because today we have a very long podcast and not that that's a bad thing. The convo just went on for a while because we had so much to say with our guests and she had so much insight on the topic that we're going to discuss today so so throughout our episodes previously we've kind of opened up more about um our anxiety and just the struggles that we faced through quarantine the lockdown and just in general like with our life i guess some of the things that we're insecure about or um what we worry about so i feel like having this guest on today's episode really resonated if your word with like our theme that we're trying that we're growing in like this community i guess of listeners so like obviously originally we started this podcast to have fun and just banter and talk about shit that every you know person that's adulting goes through every everyone in their 20s and millennials etc but and while we still do that you know we have that fun banter and this is a conversational corner that we can all come to it's also evolving into something that me and friend both realize is a growing and spiritual journey for ourselves that you guys are all probably on as well right we're coming on this podcast and talking about topics that and then things that we've been through such as toxic relationships or anxiety or different types of stresses when it comes to any area of our lives and we're literally talking it out it's like therapy and people are listening and like messaging us about their experiences and relating so we're like Okay, well, we can all come here and talk about it and have conversations about it. I think it'd be, you know, it's amazing that we get to have this guest on. So so we're excited to announce that we have Alejandra Duenas, a holistic life coach and founder of the Three C's Method on today. So we're excited to have you on because as we've talked about in past episodes, we've kind of struggled with our own forms of anxiety and we've tried the whole spirituality meditation and just other methodologies in general to kind of overcome these things and I think that a lot of listeners can relate especially going into their early or even late 20s or whatever and just kind of dealing with adulting and we have you here because all your content kind of helps with this and you have a lot of experience with self-growth and self-development and spirituality and all that so we want to welcome you to the podcast first of all (laughs) secondly um we want you to kind of introduce yourself i guess explain to us where you're from what you do exactly and and all of that yeah totally so my name is alejandra and I am from Peru. I was actually born in Peru, but I uh, moved to the U.S. when I was very young. Um, lived in Florida most, most of my life, and now I am in Colorado. Um, and how did I become a life coach? It's such a crazy story because I didn't, I didn't know I wanted to become a coach. 
I actually went to school to become certified as a holistic health coach. So mainly, like, I didn't do it to become a coach. I actually just wanted to do the certification because I was dealing with a lot of, like, gut health issues. And I was just like, why not do this and, like, learn more about nutrition? Um, And I didn't really understand what holistic was. Like, I just saw the word health and I was like, okay, things that I'm going to be eating to, like, help with my digestion and all these different things. Um, And so I did the course and then I realized that there's so much more to this word holistic meaning that health overall is not just like what you're feeding your body um it's also in a way like the thoughts that you're feeding Mm -hmm. into right like it's it's your mental health it's your emotional health and that actually has a big um contribution to how your gut health is as well so i kind of got more so um interested in the area of mental and emotional health with holistic health Mm -hmm. um so i dived into life coaching and learning more about that um and i again was not even you know i didn't come into it thinking like oh i'm gonna do a certification to become a coach i did it thinking like i just want to learn what's going on in my body and heal Mm -hmm. and then once i had this coaching certification i was like well why not let me just try it let me see how it goes and i began coaching women like on -on one-on-one like jumping on -on one-on-one calls with them and helping them out and i realized that i had a really big gift with this because i was helping women heal in so many different areas and Mm -hmm. my niche areas were helping them heal with anxiety Mm -hmm. with depression with trauma um and confidence because i realized you know there's so many women who don't feel good enough worthy enough pretty enough within themselves um so i started realizing like all these different um patterns that all these first few clients that I was taking had and then I created the three C's method based on that I was like okay what can I do to kind of create this program based on all of the pain points that I've been seeing Uh, and I created the three C's method based on that and that's how it came about Um, so it's funny because I wasn't I wasn't looking to become a coach, but it just kind of like effortlessly flowed into my life. Kind of and came I to just you. Took it. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And it has been the biggest blessing. Um, I absolutely love what I do. I know it's aligned with my purpose, and it just feels amazing to get to help women in so many different areas of their life. That's amazing. Um, you mentioned the three C's yeah. method. Can you can you explain a little bit about that? Because that really intrigued us. We were kind of like, hey, what's What's that about? Because it seems like um, like a medium to kind of help everyone that comes to you, right? Kind of not, I don't want to say standard because everyone's different, but yeah, you, you go ahead and explain it. I was just assuming, but... <laughs> Yeah, no, 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 totally. You're totally right. Okay. Um, So the three C's method stands for, the three C's stand for consistency, confidence, and control, um, which I think are three main factors that everyone's looking for, right? Everyone wants to feel more confident, love themselves more. Everyone wants to be more consistent with their goals and show up daily. And then ultimately, everyone's trying to find more control of their life because sometimes you can feel like you're kind of just like, existing versus living like you're kind of just going day to day with emotions rather than right. truly feeling fulfilled every yeah day. i feel so that that's where the three c's come from yeah <laughs> <I> <laughs> and, feel and that. so many people do too right you're mm-hmm. not alone um but that's where the three c's come from the three c's method and this specific program is aimed to help women heal from trauma toxic patterns and mental and emotional wounds so it does cover a lot of the mental and emotional health aspect okay um and i can dive into so many different areas of the program um but to give you like in a nutshell like what it's all about um it's a group coaching program 
where I'm coaching about 20 different women um, all at once. It's kind of like a cohort where okay. I get to coach them. And even though it's group coaching, I get to um, coach them at a one-on-one basis, meaning that they still get one-on-one support based on their own issues. Um, but I get to uh, coach them like in a wide range as well. They get to. Co- I think the best part of the Three C's method is this cohort where all these different women get to meet each other from mm-hmm. around the world, and they just they just become soul sisters because they realize that like, wait, I'm not alone. I'm not the right. only one who deals with with anxiety. And, they can like, feel connected through it, yeah. like a support system things. almost. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And they just become amazing friends, and that's the the amazing part of the cohort. Um, but there's a lot of support and accountability. So I'm there to give them 24/7 support throughout the program. They also have a team of three accountability coaches within the Three C's method, um, and their accountability coaches are doing the, just that. They check in on them on a weekly oh, basis nice. to make okay. sure they're showing up consistently. Um, they have um, tons of like a uh, supplemental training. So if at any point they feel like they're behind or need extra help, we're there like online to jump on a Zoom call with them and help them with whatever it is they need. So there's a lot of support there. And then another big part of the three C's method is um, the coursework. So my program is broken down into five modules okay. and every every module there's like a certain number of assignments that they have to get done. Um, and uh, we check those assignments, give them feedback. Um, oh, nice. I, yeah, that yeah. Cool. Yeah, and then just to summarize just what those five modules are about, because they do kind of cover a lot of different areas of life. Um, the first one is defining your your highest self, like who is your highest self, the best version of yourself. I love that. Getting the chance to create a tangible plan of where you want to go in life, because the reality is, is that most of the time, we're kind of taking steps forward because we we feel like well, that's like what everyone tells us to do to take action. That's literally the really story of my life. Yeah, exactly, right? Like, we just do that, but we don't really know where we're going. We're kind of just doing it because society tells us to take action. And I feel like the word tangible just makes so much sense because it's, like, physically, like, tangibly, where am I going? I know I'm supposed to be going forward, but what's really my purpose tangibly? So I like that because that makes sense to me in my head. Yeah, 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 that's so important. I love the word tangible as well, because if if you don't have a concrete idea of where you're going, then you're just kind of taking steps forward, but have no idea where you're going, right? And you want to have a clear vision of where you're headed. Um, So that's what module one is all about. Then we jump into module two, and module two is all about time management. So all about showing up consistently, all the tips and tools and tricks that you need to manage your time more efficiently. One big one that I'm sure your women, your female followers will really appreciate as well as you guys is that one thing that we don't really consider as well is our menstrual cycle. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have four phases in our menstrual cycle and most women don't know that, right? Most women just know like when they're ovulating or when they have their period. Yeah, right. that's all I know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and there's two other faces, um, uh, and there's four phases total in your menstrual cycle, and there's just different energy levels that you have in each phase, there's different um, kind of tasks that you should really be doing during each phase, and in this time management module, we also talk about that, so you're not working against your body, and instead you're working with your body, because a mm-hmm. lot of the times, like, we're working against our body and our emotions, maybe we're on our period, and our emotions are everywhere, and we're, we have very, very low energy, yet we're still hustling, right? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, and, and that's not really working with our body. So go ahead. Sorry, I was just going to say that <laughs> that resonates because I also feel like, 
and again, probably a lot of people can relate to this, you're always go, 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 and you, you just get your period, okay, I have my period, go buy some tampons and whatever, but you're not really, like, you're not being nice to yourself, and you're not catering to your emotions and your physical well-being, at least I'm not, I don't know about mm-hmm. you, like, I'll still go to the gym, and if I miss even a little bit or whatever, I'm like, oh my god, that's so bad, why did I do that? I'm not considering where I'm at, like, in my cycle or even in my mind, so that makes sense, what you're saying, I never thought about that way at all. Um, and I think it's because as women, like we've, we kind of have grown to think that our period is just this horrible time, right? Yes. Like, oh, I have my period rather than honoring the fact that our period is something sacred and it's something beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't have to be this like craziness, like, but like all bubbled up anger or yeah. anything like that. It can be very, very beautiful if we yes. learn to accept it and work with it rather than against it. Most right. of the time, why we are so angry and can like be triggered so quickly during our period is because we haven't found the peace within our period in the first place and accepted it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that doesn't have to always be the story, but that's a little bit of module two, okay. which um, is really interesting. Um, and all things time management as well. Then we have module three. This is kind of where we do, well, not kind of, this is definitely where we do all of the like, the, the deep and intensive work. So okay. this is where we get to the root of your problem. So whether you've undergone trauma, we find the root of it so it's no longer affecting your day-to-day, whether you've gone through anxiety, depression, um, any kind of overthinking, anything that's happening at mental and emotional level today that's affecting you, we work on finally... Um, just healing that so that it doesn't have to be a part of your life anymore um and you don't have to be the person that like oh I just have anxiety it's part of me you know Mm. that doesn't have to be your story right um so that's the kind of work that's done in module three then we have module four which is all about love all about learning how to love yourself unconditionally uh which of course is so important because a lot of the times you know when we're in relationships friendships whatever it whatever it is we're kind of um just we're not really loving at our max because we don't really know what love is for us in the first place, right? Mm -hmm. Like you can't love someone unconditionally if you don't love yourself unconditionally. Um, So you learn everything you need to, to boost your confidence, to boost your self-worth, to feel confident within yourself. Um, And then we end the program with module five. And I think we're going to talk about some of these topics today as well, where we dive into the law of attraction, Mm -hmm. uh, manifestation, how to manifest your dream life. And then also kind of ending the program with diving into what your purpose looks like. And I think everyone has a purpose in the world and everyone's purpose is to be of service in some sort of way. We just have different unique and creative ways of doing that. Mm -hmm. So we get to understanding what that looks like for you. And um, purpose doesn't always have to be career either, right? So purpose and career don't have to be the same thing. Um, But I think, you know, being able to walk out of a program like this, knowing your purpose and knowing where you're headed next is is just really, really powerful. Um, And also feeling like you have all the tools that you need moving forward with life um, to help you with anything that you might need through all the ups and downs and challenges that life has. That's a little bit of the breakdown. I know I just said so much, so I'll let you guys ask away. (laughs) I was going to say I love that because I feel like sometimes you feel so stuck and you don't know where to start. And I've definitely been at that point in my life where I just start jotting down things like what my purpose is, what I want to be, like what I want to see myself as in 10, 5 years. But you almost get stuck and I almost get so much anxiety that I feel stuck. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Where it's like, where do I go next? So I feel like someone like me and other people listening to this will definitely benefit from this kind of program. I was going to say like how she's explain how you're explaining it, module 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. 
it makes so much sense because i feel like a lot of us just go to five like at least i did i'm just like okay manifest what i want get rid of my anxiety meditate and what's my purpose and then me and Fran did an episode about this, like the stresses of de-stressing. So I'm trying to de-stress through manifestation and meditation and and all of all of these things, but I didn't actually go through the process that you just outlined really perfectly. Cause I feel like if you if you learn how to love, like you said, if you're identifying your traumas and all of that, then that makes finding your purpose and meditating and having all those tools so much easier. So I just want to condone you on that. That was very like those modules are very like, well thought out. I haven't like even done it. It's like the hierarchy of needs, really, what it is. Like, yeah. you're working your way up, right? Yeah. You guys are so amazing. You're so sweet. Thank you <laughs> no, so, no, so No much. problem. Um, I just... But no, yeah, there's exactly... that. That's exactly why the modules are broken down in that way. Because I think it's so easy to kind of, like want and I think this is another topic that we're going to dive into later too um we can we can try to find happiness in other things right like and I call that short-term happiness because we try to look for happiness outside of us Mm -hmm. so we're like trying to figure out what our purpose is what our career is and like all these different things outside of us but until you can find happiness within yourself first internally that's long-term happiness right everything else outside of you is just going to be short-term it's going to be happiness for a little bit when you get that dream car or that dream house but then after a while you you go back to your problems inside right so it's so important to work on the internal first and then the external that makes sense speaking yeah. of internal i want to get into just over the cycle of overthinking and then the law of attraction for me i'm like a constant overthinker and it's always a negative thoughts that are going through my mind we have like what seventy thousand thoughts a day and we're only really aware of the ones that are negative right we don't really pay attention to the positive ones um and i've noticed even when i try when i do have these positive thoughts the day is just so much better because of the law of attraction because i'm you know i'm putting myself out there and i'm saying these positive things and positive things come to me so i kind of wanted to get into that more and i guess there's not really one piece of advice but how would you kind of um I give advice to stopping negative thoughts or kind of just breaking that pattern of overthinking and self-sabotage. Yeah, totally. So um, we'll, I'll talk about negative thoughts and then over overthinking and then um, law of attraction. Yeah, so yeah. you're right that a lot of our thoughts are mostly negative or even the positive ones we don't pay attention to. We right. just focus on the negative ones. Um, and overthinking is what I like to call, this is for overthinking, for anxiety, for depression. I like to call this uh, mind addiction because it is an addiction. We become so addicted to thinking um, that we dwell on it. It's almost like our source of like happiness. I know it sounds kind of weird, but no. it brings yeah. us happiness or it brings us a dopamine boost to dwell on the negative rather than actually living our lives and getting out of those thoughts. So we rather, you know, just like lay in bed and dwell on all the thoughts and feel all the different emotions rather than actually, you know, living your life and mm-hmm. you know, being more present. Um, so there's two things to, to acknowledge that one, this is called mind addiction. So just like any kind of drug addiction or any addiction at all, we need to work through it, right? Meaning that we need to kind of like be in a space of like rehab where we are deconditioning what we're used to do. We're conditioned to always think and always worry and always fear. So we have to work on deconditioning all of those years where we have been programmed to think that way. Um, And we have to get to a space where we're not thinking. So here's the thing. You can't think and be present at the same time it's humanly impossible, which, which kind of puts it to perspective that like, damn, 
then what does that mean? Like how many times, (laughs) how many, how much am I actually present in my day to day? Right. Mm -hmm. And most people aren't present in their day to day at all because they're consumed by their thoughts constantly. Um, so the key to stopping the overthinking, I would say is one kind of working towards the root of the, of the problem, right? Because maybe there's doubt, maybe there's insecurities that are rooted in the way that your parents raised you, how they treated you, or maybe it's rooted in past toxic relationships or some sort of trauma that you went through in your life so addressing like okay why do I feel so so down about myself in the first place what has led me to feel this way about myself so Mm -hmm. it's about healing the root problem first then once we've healed that part we work on finding more moments of presence where you can actually be present in your day-to-day and meditation helps tremendously um, but I think a lot of people also aren't meditating correctly yeah Um, and it's not just like an easy it's not just like an easy thing like oh just meditate for five minutes and the anxiety's gone like it takes a lot more time than that Um, and it's not just meditating five minutes it's meditating 40 to 40 minutes to an hour a day um, which I know can sound like a huge number Um, but the more you do it, the easier it becomes and, uh, truly just being present. I think when you can let go of your thoughts, then you can finally get to a space where you can connect with everything around you. You can Mm -hmm. connect with nature. You can connect to who you are. That's when your purpose starts to come for you. Like that's when you start to realize, Oh, I really like this. This is my passion. I want to dive into this Mm -hmm. because if you're so crowded by your head and your ego, um, it's going to be really, it's blocking your heart and it's blocking your intuition. Mm -hmm. So it's blocking you from truly accessing what you have inside this beautiful gift and magic. Um, so how do you stop the overthinking? How do you stop the negative thoughts? Uh, so overthinking stops when you find the root of why the overthinking is there in the first place and you heal that. And then second, um, you work on giving yourself more moments of presence, finding more time where you're truly enjoying your life. Um, and you've learned to beat the mind because a lot of the time that our mind is controlling us rather than us controlling our mind. Mm -hmm. So you have to, it's a lot of like a big rewiring process of the brain for you to feel like, okay, yes, I can feel worry for a little bit, but I'm not going to let it win. I'm not going to dwell in the worry. I can feel it for a few seconds, for a few minutes, and then I'm continuing on with the rest of my, the rest of my life. Yeah. Um, Does that make sense? No, for sure. Yeah. Um, I wanted to mention that that makes a lot of sense for me because similar to I guess what you were saying um before I like this is just an example of my overthinking I struggled with gut health issues I guess as well like at the beginning of the pandemic and I just went through all this shit to like try and clear it up and so many things that were I guess unnecessary but reassured me for a quick sec And then I would just get in my head, even if someone told me or the doctor, whoever was like, okay, you're good. Like, don't worry, do this, this, and this, take these pills and you'll be okay. I would still get in my head and overthink and the worry would, would kind of overpower my mind. And then I, and then I realized I'm like, oh my God, like I'm literally going eight hours, eight hours, nine hours a day thinking about this and not being present in my life. And my life is just passing me by. And so I don't know, that just really resonates with me because I'm, I'm not present and it. I feel like at the end of the day, I look through my day and I'm like, wow, if I was present for those moments of, let's say, just being with my family or seeing our grandparents during this time of COVID that we're so lucky to have them, I'm not present in that moment and it it pisses me off. Honestly, I get pissed at myself, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just thought I'd mention that, that, that I relate to the overthinking part about that a lot, so... Yeah, and I think that that we can totally now move on to the area of manifestation because it Mm -hmm. goes with what you said. First of all, with gut, there's 
there's this saying that your gut is like your second brain Mm -hmm. and your gut is like directly connected with your emotions um and your thoughts are connected with your emotions so if you're thinking all of like this worry of like what's happening in my stomach or why am i going through all these issues and you're actually just creating that yeah yeah too right yeah that's where the law of attraction comes in right um because the more you keep thinking uh, like the more your thoughts are based on fear and worry the more you're attracting that into your external reality so true Um, but one thing that i want to share with you guys for any of your listeners um who are diving into the area of law of attraction it's it's not there's so many misconceptions about law of attraction it's not just about thinking positive and then it's just going to manifest and it's not just about sticking something on a vision board and then it's all of a sudden going Mm -hmm. to become a reality um there's so much deep work that needs to happen and one of the first things kind of like with overthinking that I help women with that there's a reason why law of attraction isn't talked about until module five because you really need to get rid of like all of the gunk that's inside first all of the worry and fear that's inside first so that that doesn't stop you because you can one day say like oh I want this dream house and then the next day you're like oh I'm never gonna get it like look at my job I don't like my job I'm not making enough you know and you can dive into so many things that as much as you're one day thinking something positive the majority of your life you're not yeah um so then it's not going to manifest so the law of attraction is not just about thinking positively it's about feeling so the key to manifesting anything that you want in your life is to feel the way you would feel once you had manifested that so if i want to manifest a dream house i need to feel i need to go into the future and feel as happy excited all those emotions that i would feel when i would get that dream house i need to focus on feeling that right now and not just for a few moments but try to embody that energy every single yeah, day I was gonna say. when you can really vibrate that emotion within your body that's how you attract things into your life um and start believing in it too right so some things that people get wrong with the law of attraction too is that actually the more you think about it the less it's going to manifest Mm -hmm. because let's say talking about this dream house right like if you're coming from this place of like begging of like oh my god i need to get this dream house or like like, desperation place of like anxiety and desperation where you're just like i need to get it i need to get it like that's coming from a place of scarcity it's Mm. not coming from a place of abundance so you're actually coming from a scarcity mindset rather than a abundance so as much as you're fixated on getting this dream house you're actually not going to get it because you're not feeling and vibrating the correct emotions inside so if you actually knew that in the future you would get this dream house you wouldn't even have to think about it anymore right because if you were guaranteed that it wouldn't even be a worry so that's kind of um what i want to share with you guys when it comes to law of attraction that when we're soaking in these negative thoughts, we're just creating more negativity in our external world. And um, it's not just about thinking positive one day. It's about embodying those beautiful, elevated emotions as much as you can and truly focusing on believing that those things are going to happen. And every time there's a doubt or there's a fear, maybe journaling it out and addressing it. But then after that, mm-hmm. moving forward with continuing to believe and trust that those things are going to happen, which is ultimately the idea that the universe is always working for you. It's not working against you. Um, mm-hmm. And when you can truly believe that, right, or whoever you believe your higher source to be, right, if you believe that God is truly um, working in your favor, then you can just sit back a little bit and feel a little bit more at ease, trusting that things are going to work the way that they're meant to be. Mm-hmm. It's almost like you're letting go of the thought, but you're living in like in the present moment, like it's happening every day, right? So you're letting go of it, but you're still 
living positively and like happy as you already have that so that makes so much sense i do have a question because this is something i struggled with as well and i still do and that makes so much sense what you said but i guess my question is when you say um you have to embody it and you have to feel it i and i've tried to do that before it's just so i feel like it's just so hard for me to think okay i'm gonna I'm going to get my dream house or my dream car and I'm feeling so happy about it and go into the future. So does that also mean that I should be doing things, even if they're little things in the present that would make me feel happy? Does that make sense? That would make me feel that emotion I would feel if I were to get my dream car or house in the future? Yeah, totally. So I would say that like, for example, for, for anyone who just out of nowhere, who isn't close to being a millionaire, and then one day just says like, I'm going to be a millionaire, right? Kind of focusing on that thought can still bring a lot of fear of like, okay, is this really going to happen? Right? Mm -hmm. um, so I encourage you to kind of like, start small and build your way up. So maybe you want to have a six-figure business, and that's the next thing you're focused in. And then it's seven, then it's eight, right? And then you build your way up. Um, with the law of attraction so you can start feeling more confident about those things so if you're thinking about a dream house and a part of you is still like ah, I don't know if I'll have that dream house yet then don't worry so much about the dream house instead focus on the elevated emotion itself because mm -hmm. even if you weren't thinking about anything to manifest at all if you were just embodying these beautiful elevated emotions of happiness joy um gratitude you know then you would just manifest so many things around you without even wanting to um but of course if you want something in specific focusing on it helps um but it's about embodying the emotion right so if at first it still feels a little bit weird to do that um then just take it little by little maybe step by step mm -hmm. until you can build your way up towards that um one thing that i like to do as well and this is like an assignment that the girls have in the program is to um, journal a day in their future. Mm. So maybe it looks like five years from now. What does that look like? And be as descriptive as possible. Like use your five senses. Like how is everything around you? Maybe your home and your dream house. Like what are you doing? How are you waking up that morning? And just like getting the chance to like live in that future moment mm -hmm. for a moment is already going to make you feel so amazing and feel full of gratitude. So maybe try doing that and that will help you really soak up the emotion. That makes it's a really good technique. Yeah, yeah. I never thought of that. Just like writing at it as if you're living it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Um, I kind of want to move on from this law of attraction thing. Um, that was really, that was really good info, by the way. Like tonight, I'm gonna go journal my my dream life. Now. <laughs> I'm just gonna go, go home, home and just <laughs> just word vomit all over my paper. Okay, I want to talk about or just kind of ask. I mean, I guess you kind of. Yeah. So the whole thing about obviously like feeling good about yourself stems from who you surround yourself with, right? In relationships and friendships and their family and just people who you're surrounded with all the time and i feel like a lot of women and also men uh they tend to dismiss toxic traits in like a partner or in a friend because it's not a physical threat do you know what i mean it's not it's not a red flag that they can physically see it's something more mental or emotional whether that's like gaslighting or like deep being yeah, yeah deep rooted so um i would just want to ask in general like what would a toxic relationship look like in the signs external like internally like mentally and emotionally that um can cause somebody to feel like negative about themselves and kind of cause that trauma that you yeah. don't do you know what i mean like it, it causes that trauma that you don't necessarily think like oh my god i'm traumatized from yeah. that experience but it it's was internal a it's internal yeah sorry i hope that made sense we're like <laughs> yeah, we have so many questions we're just like spewing <laughs> out everything <laughs> no i love all this 
these questions. Um, so yes, I think a big thing with friendships and relationships is that um, we just, again, it's part of conditioning, right? Like we just grew up with friends and like we didn't know what friends were. So we kind of just like accepted them as they were and like whatever they did to us, we took it or we did things to them and like we thought it was okay, some mm-hmm. part of us. Um, and we didn't really understand the concept of friendships. And I think once you're in your 20s and 30s, you start realizing like, wait, these people aren't really my friends. You know, they're not yeah. really serving me. Right. Um, so there's there's a few different topics to talk about. First is that with friendships specifically and relationships too, there comes a point where you guys have just, just outgrown each other, right? Mm-hmm. Because especially with like childhood friends, you'll realize that everyone goes on different paths. Um, and this happened to me personally, realizing that I was just in a whole different path than most of the friends from like my my um, hometown, right? And realizing that like the more I continue to hang out with them, it's not that they were like bad or negative in any way, but they were just in a different space that I didn't want to be in any longer. Mm. And by continuing to be in that kind of energy space, I wasn't going to grow. And I was more focused on my growth that I wanted to surround myself around people that matched my same energy so we could continue to grow together. So one thing with friendships and relationships is that there always comes a point too that you just outgrow each other and you have to kind of you have to get to a point of loving yourself enough to know that right because you could be in a relationship with your partner and know that you've have grown that person but if you're not confident within yourself if you don't feel good within yourself if you feel like you're gonna end up alone and the, the fear of it, and you're scared of being alone then you're not gonna leave that that partner mm-hmm. because you don't know what you would be without that partner mm-hmm. right so it has it comes back to so many different things but one of them being confident within yourself having work through your past traumas so that you can know that like okay this doesn't serve me anymore so I need to go a different way Mm -hmm. um another thing that happens with relationships and friendships is that um a sign right because you guys were asking for like a sign when you know that it's toxic is when someone is taking too much energy out of you but not giving back Mm-hmm. Right. There can be a lot of friendships that can be very one sided. Um, maybe you have like the one friend that's always complaining and always wants your help, but she's never one to ask you, how are you doing? Can I help you with anything? Yeah. Right. Or isn't or maybe it's too. Um, and this is, isn't a bad thing. Right. Because let's say maybe you have that one friend who's really depressed and she's living in her own issues. Right. And as much as you're trying to help her, it's not helping her or she's not taking in that kind of um, help from you. Right. That makes it really tough. Mm -hmm. Right. So you have to realize that maybe by continuing to give, 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 and she's taking, 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 then it's just depleting your energy. Right. So with energy, um, with friendships and relationships, um, there can come a point where someone is just taking too much energy out of you and you're giving so much as well. And then you lose yourself. Mm -hmm. Then like, you don't know who you are. You constantly feel exhausted or depleted of your own energy. Um, and, ideally all friendships and relationships should be from a space where you're all boosting each other up where you're giving so much energy to the other person so the other person feels even more amazing than than they already do not from a place of needing right because this can happen in relationships where you know maybe the girlfriend um is just 
needing the boyfriend's attention and the boyfriend's energy. That's toxic right there because you don't need anyone's energy. You can build up your own energy and replenish it as much as you need to. But if you're constantly seeking love and attention and validation from someone else, then that's toxic because you need to find that within yourself in the first place, right? And it goes both ways as well, right? So if the other person is constantly needing all these things from you, um, it's going to be overwhelming for you because you're like, no matter how much you give the other person, it's still never going to really be enough. Um, So that's when it becomes toxic. Um, And I think ultimately we all know when we're in a toxic relationship or friendship. It's like that little gut feeling that says, I shouldn't be here. Mm. This isn't what's serving me. If there isn't both of you, like both uh, people in the friendship or relationship, giving as much as they can from a place of like, I already have my full cup. My cup is already full, but I want to give you so much love. Mm -hmm. Um, Not from a place where it's like, I have a totally empty cup. And I'm giving, 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 and I'm being, and I'm exhausting myself, right? Yeah. So focusing on the energy is really important and realizing how much someone is really taking away from you. Um, and it's important that, you know, uh, women, which I'm sure like your demographic is more like 20s, early 20s or middle 20s or in their, in their 20s. Yeah. Um, it's really important to work on this more now more than ever. Um, because as you get older, it just becomes harder and harder. Like I've coached women in their forties and fifties, um, dealing with similar issues like this. And it's that much harder unless you work on yourself as much as you can. Now it's that much harder when you're older because you have so many more years, um, to work through, you Mm -hmm. know, but, um, that's how I would, you know, identify that something is toxic. Ultimately, you kind of already know it. It's about finding the confidence within yourself to leave that situation. I think that's a really different perspective than what I'm used to hearing. Usually it's you're looking for indicators within the other person for it to be considered toxic, but I mean, which could be the case, but you're also saying, correct me if I'm wrong, that it could be within yourself. If you're not confident with yourself and you need something from them all the time, that makes it toxic, I guess, which which makes a lot of sense, actually. It's also that notion, I think, of, like, what you said, fear. Like, you're scared of removing yourself from that situation because it's what you've known for so long. Like, for a lifetime, a life, like, long friend, you've known them for so long, you do everything together, but when you know you're growing apart, it's almost like, okay, well, now I know this, but I'm scared to remove myself because it's what I'm so used to, like, all the time, right? Which can end up causing trauma for yourself and I've definitely been there before and something I do now I mean I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing but I will take breaks not like breaks for my friends like months but there'll be like a a week or something where we're where I'm exchanging a lot of energy with friends in general and then there'll be a couple of days where I'm kind of off social media or just not responding to texts very quick and sometimes I feel bad I'm like shit like what if they think I'm I'm being rude, like, they're they're asking me questions, and, and they're wanting things from me, but I'm not there emotionally for them, but for myself, sometimes I just need to step back. I think it's totally fine to take time to step back. Um, I would say maybe for, like, the close friends that, are, that you're used to communicating with more often, you can just reach out and be like, hey, um, just letting them know, like, I'm going to be a little MIA mm-hmm. for, like, a week or so, because I just yeah. need to take time for myself. 
Um, and if, if it's, you know, if it's a non-toxic friend, then that friend will totally understand and sure. be like, yeah, yeah, go ahead, like, take that time, you need it, you know? Um, so I don't think there's anything wrong with um, with doing that. Like, I'm the kind of friend, too, that will go, like, a full month without hanging out with anyone just because <laughs> I'm working on my own business, doing my own things. And then when there is that time where I'm like, I really need to get out, I'll go ahead and call a girlfriend and we'll do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but you also have to show up for yourself, right? And that's really important, too. And like you said, yes, with um, identifying um, how you can be in a toxic Uh, in a toxic space you also have to realize and I know this kind of stings right of like maybe I'm the toxic one in the friendship Mm -hmm. right maybe I'm the one that has to do some inner work within myself right but the reality is which is goes this goes even deeper that you attract the same energy that you are so if you're in a toxic space that means that you're both toxic it doesn't just mean that one person is toxic right mm-hmm. because you're allowing that toxicity to happen in the first place so that means your insecurities you have you're at a very low point to even accept that but also just acknowledging aside from physical and sexual abuse which is obvious i hope everyone knows this that any physical or sexual abuse is 1000 percent toxic and yeah, you should not get okay. yourself out of that but then two kinds of toxicity or two kinds of abuse that aren't talked about is mental and emotional abuse as well, right? Yeah. Um, because that that's that's also a big thing that you should get yourself out of, right? When maybe you have a partner that is saying things to make you feel bad about yourself or is like making you kind of like either become the victim or is making himself or herself the victim. Yeah. Um, kind of coming from a place of neediness and insecurity. Um, or saying things that will get to you or trying to manipulate your life in any way, like that's also huge toxicity that you need to remove yourself from. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, because it's like gaslighting, gaslighting, manipulation, like all that kind of verbal and mental abuse, right? Yeah. So I want to, I this is kind of very broad, but I was going through some of your posts and just reading everything you had to say, and there, it was really interesting. And I came across one that talked about happiness <laughs> I know it's kind of broad but I just wanted to talk about happiness and how I guess specifically using short-term things to cover up the anxiety or uncertainty we feel and the only person I can really relate to is myself and I know some people like when I talk about my anxiety and my health anxiety some people are like oh my god shut up like you're fine but it really like actually gets gets to me and it's so bad and I'm always doing these little things to make myself happy in the moment like for example I don't know I'm just like eating something that makes me feel happy and and watching Netflix or watching Modern Family and it goes away and I'm happy and then I wake up in the morning and it'll start again so I guess I kind of just want to talk about how can you get that kind of internal happiness within yourself that everyone talks about that seems really it seems really broad and daunting to some people right if I'm like find happiness within yourself how do how do you kind of go about doing that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know yeah, it's a totally. very big question, but no, yeah, we can totally dive into it. Um, so I, I'm probably thinking that the post that you saw, or maybe it was, or maybe it wasn't, because I have so many. But um, it's in relation to how often we seek short term happiness, right? Like when we're going through a lot of like mental health issues, or we're very anxious or very depressed, we're just going to seek something that's going to rise our dopamine levels. So we're just looking for something that's going to make us like happy in the moment, right? Maybe that looks like online shopping, maybe that looks like binge eating, or maybe that looks like binge watching Netflix, um, whatever it looks like to kind of like 
get you to ignore what's really going on, right? Maybe it looks like smoking weed as well, right? Or doing some sort of drug Mm -hmm. to kind of like get you to forget what you're living in the moment and just like be in this place of like happiness. But then what happens is that that happiness goes away, right? Like after you're done shopping and you get that big package of what you bought, like it's amazing, you have it. And then maybe even minutes afterwards you don't even care about the clothes that you just bought anymore because you already have it and then you're on to the next thing right um so that happens so often that we kind of have this like we say this sentence of i'll be happy when like oh i'll feel happier when i do this or Mm. when this happens externally i'll be happy and this is what i was saying at the beginning that nothing externally is going to make us happier than what we can find on the inside so how do you find this long-term happiness yeah like actually staying happy and fulfilled within yourself um is through first again i know it seems like this is all going back to the same concepts but it really does um is by first identifying what things haven't caused you happiness right like what has caused the fear what has caused the worry what has caused the trauma all of that needs um all of that needs healing in order for you to become happy a lot of the times we're kind of used to ignoring the negative stuff stuff and just keep keeping on with the rest of our life but that negative stuff just keeps snowballing and it's just going to be like overflow and overflow to a point that we're just going to burst yeah um so it's not about ignoring the negative there's another post that i talk about where um there's this word toxic positivity right that positivity can also become toxic if Mm -hmm. you're using it as a way to ignore the negative because Mm -hmm. you you can't ignore the negative you have to address it you have to face it like i do that i'm just thinking about how much i do that yeah (laughs) yeah like you have to be able to address all of that negativity and finally heal it and finally work on it so that then it doesn't have to come back anymore, right? So when I'm helping women with any sort of trauma or mental and emotional wound, they've spent years like tucking that away and not wanting to address it. And then with a program like this one, we do all the work to like finally address it mm-hmm. so that we can finally like kind of like erase it. It doesn't have to be part of our life anymore. It doesn't have to like weigh us down anymore. Right. So that's a big first step of finding that fulfillment and happiness within yourself. Getting rid of all the gunk that's inside, that's important. And not just shoving it or like putting it into like the crevices around our body um, because that's not going to help. So we have to really clear ourselves from that. And then once you start doing that, I know it sounds like totally um, like not crazy, but I know it sounds like fairy tale like, but um, once you start doing that, things just start happening for you. Like you start to just generate a much better energy that's no longer being weighed down by this negativity. Um, and you start to have a better idea of what your purpose is and what your passion is. You start to be able to tap into your intuition and to your heart more and connect you can connect with humans at a deeper level Mm -hmm. and it's no longer about like ego based and like jealousy and comparison and all these different things. And that's how you start finding happiness and fulfillment with yourself because you start to open up your heart more. Um, and you start to just come from this place of joy and gratitude. It does happen almost seamlessly once you're able to get rid of all of the gunk afterwards. And then you start prioritizing, um, more of your life to to serve your energy meaning that you spend more time doing rituals that are going to serve you every single day having your me time your self-care time and I'm not just talking about like 
self-care of like a face mask and a bath, right? Mm -hmm. There's so much more to self-care than that, Mm -hmm. Um, especially the internal kind. So once you start filling up your cup, right? Like first year, it's almost like you're, you're cleaning the cup. And then you're working on feeling, filling mm, it up. Right. And that's how you find happiness within yourself. And it doesn't involve doing anything externally. Um, it just involves looking within. And I know that's such a, like, a weird concept of like, how do you look within or how do you tap right, within? Yeah. But um, it's just about doing the work to address everything that's happened. Finally forgive. Finally let it go. Um, and no longer ignore it and then start building up who you want to become start building up your highest self and that's how you start finding more happiness within yourself but that answered that question no for sure that really does make sense yeah oh go ahead ahead. no i was gonna say um recently i spoke to like i guess a medium you can say and i was nervous at first because like you said it's digging deep it's things that you push so far beneath you that you almost are scared to bring up and it's almost like you forgot about it even being a thought and once I had to face actually saying it I cried like it was emotional right because there's so much emotion that goes behind your thoughts and I know it was temporary like I only just said it in the moment but after I did say it like there was a release off my shoulders almost like wow I feel so much better so I feel like practicing that every day like little by little it it is a release. It's a full release of, mm-hmm. you know, all those negative thoughts and will truly bring you happiness. So I love that, like, analogy of the cup, too. It makes so much sense. I, I just find it always so difficult when, you know, when I see things, like, find that internal happiness. But the way you explain it makes sense. And, yeah, cleaning out your cup before filling it up. Yeah. That makes sense in my head. That's more tangible to go back to that word it's more tangible in my mind to see the cup being cleaned out and then rather being... than just saying like find happiness within yeah yeah so that that did answer our question thank you yeah good yeah a lot of the times we're like filling up our cup or trying to but the cup is still dirty right so like yeah. it's not gonna give us that true happiness and sorry just one last thing about this this little topic um i you said toxic positivity and I don't know if this kind of relates but even with what you just said about how sometimes you're trying to fill up the cup and there's still some dirt in it can that kind of relate to like the commodification of all this manifestation and meditation stuff like for example I have 20 maybe 20 books and journals by my bedside just because I see all these ads or these things that are saying to buy this and this will make you feel better this and that and I'm using like 10 journals I don't even know what for and I'm trying to fill that cup up but I don't really know what I'm doing and then I'm trying to use all these meditation ebooks that I've gotten etc so can that relate to that too like maybe people like me who kind of buy into all this stuff are are kind of skipping that step of cleaning the cup first yeah yeah so with toxic positivity like one of the most important things is that it's important to feel your feelings even the the negative ones so even when you're feeling anger it's important to truly feel that anger um because when you're not feeling it when you're just pushing it aside then again you know that that's not good because it's just like leaving residue on that cup that you don't want right so it's important to actually feel it that's how you're able to release it so with toxic positivity comes the idea that like oh no just like don't even focus on anger just focus on these positive Mm -hmm. thoughts instead and that's not good because then you're not addressing the negative that's inside you have to address the negative things that are that are inside so you can again heal it release it let it go it's no longer part of your life um so that's really important to address with toxic positivity um and yeah you, you know the thing with with books and like getting all these different things to help you is that 
the big part is actually taking action, right? Because you can read all the books in the mm-hmm. world and it's not going to do you any justice unless you actually apply what you've yeah. learned. Yeah. That's the hard part because a lot of the times, like, we know what we have to do. We just can't do it, right? Like, we know what we have to do to be healthy. Just eat healthy and exercise, right? Like, there's no trick, but we want to find some sort of trick. We want to find, like, a diet pill. We want to find, you know, something that we can do to get to this point, right? But we know what we have to do. It's just the doing it that's the hard part, right? So that's why a program like this comes into play where you have coaches who are making sure that you are Mm -hmm. showing up for yourself and making sure that you're taking these steps. Um, Because, yes, it can come to the space where you're like, Oh my gosh, like if I just buy all these different things, you know, then hopefully, you know, it's, it's that same idea of like looking for short term happiness. Like maybe if I buy all these books and all these journals and all these crystals and all these different things, then I'll start feeling better. Um, but that's not going to get you to show up consistently every day and do yeah. the internal work, right? Right. Um, that's where where it's really at. Does that answer that question? I don't know if I no, fully it, answered it, but let me know. No, it does. And I mean, I think that a general theme, too, just of everything that we've talked about, not to just put like bring it back to me, but probably you, too, is that I think we all, and people who are listening, I think we all want to heal from our traumas, our anxieties, our overthinking, and all of that. And we're willing to do it it's just that we don't know where to start and we don't it's almost like at least for me I'm almost like lazy I find it daunting to like start and go through all this all these processes so that's why I buy the books I buy the crystals I buy the diffusing oils and all that stuff so that's why I that's why at the beginning I was commending you for the strategic way that you laid out the program because I mean for a lot of people but I think for someone like me and friends who were very similar I need a structure like that because and to I be will, held accountable like to actually yeah. do it because i've read um i don't know if you heard about the four agreements it's a really good book but it's a book that you need to put into practice so when i'm reading it and it says don't take anything personally and i'm skimming through the words like okay so i won't take anything personally and then somebody says something to me and i take it personally i'm like well that didn't help right so you actually have to apply it to like your real life and that's where again you said a program like this would hold you accountable and make you do these things in real life and Oh, sorry. No, 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 go, no go. I was not. Go ahead. Um, sorry, I'm just like spitting out everything I'm thinking. And I also just think that it's okay to get help from coaches and from people who create these programs. And I think a lot of people just want to take it all on their own. It's like, that's at least how I feel sometimes. I'm just like, I can do it. I, I can do it all. And, you know, I don't need the help. But I think it's important when there is programs out there like this for people to, to do it. I know that seems so just like, just no, do yeah. it. But yeah i mean yes i'd love everyone to join but uh no i I totally i totally agree with what you're saying i was 1000 percent that person um i actually before even diving into um holistic health and my certification for my gut and all of that that i shared with you guys i actually had a life coach so i also experienced a very deep point this is like sharing a little bit of my story but um, i actually went through a point where i was really really depressed and I considered taking my life, like I just didn't want to exist anymore. Um, and it wasn't, it was until I had the help, um, I had seen therapists, but it was until the point that I had a life coach myself that really turned everything around for me. Um, and it's funny because even though I was, you know, very, very depressed, 
no one would have known. Like, no one yeah. in school would have known because I was, like, the happy, positive yeah. girl. I always gave everyone the best advice. Like, I, I've been very into spirituality. Like, you, I, I've shared with you guys that I have, like, over 10 years of experience because I was reading, like, Deepak Chopra books since I was, mm-hmm. like, in my teens, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I knew all the things, but this is where it comes into play that, like, even knowing it, I was still depressed because I wasn't taking action. So yes, I could give great advice and I would know what to do, but like in the moment, I couldn't actually do it for myself, right? So that's when I realized that I needed someone to actually help guide me to take those necessary uh, steps. And yes, it's so important to ask for help. I was that person that didn't want to ask for help. Like my my sister was the one who got me a life coach because I and I didn't even know what a life coach was at the time that I had one. I was like, what is this supposed to be? Um, but I'm glad that there's, it's, it's becoming more known what a coach is. Just to top off everything she just said, I think that whoever's listening and just like just for ourselves, I feel like you're stronger. I, I, don't, I don't think you should look at getting help or, or having a life coach as weak and, oh my gosh, I need someone to help me. I think that you're actually stronger for doing that and taking and wanting to take that next step and you know wanting to go on that journey that is really daunting and hard so i appreciate people like you out there creating these programs and and all and these modules and all the strategy that goes into it so so when does the program start like your next um round of i guess is it applications like do you apply to it it how does it work yes i'll give you guys all the information so my next program is going to start april 8th Okay. Um, so I believe that's the second week of April, which means that this whole month I am on my marketing month. So I am jumping on so many discovery calls, which is what I call them, um, where I get a chance to jump on a call with women, kind of get an idea of where they're at in their life, um, see if I can support them within the program. And then if it's a yes for them and a yes for me, we move forward with the program. Um, so it is an application process. So if anyone who's listening and feels you know, called to at least just learn more about the program, then jump on a call with me. There's no obligation to join the program by jumping on a call with me. It just gives you a chance to learn more. And it gives, honestly, me more of a chance to know more about you. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you go to my Instagram at Alejandra Duenas underscore, my first and last name underscore, um, which I'm sure the ladies will be placing somewhere mm-hmm. in this uh, episode, um, you can just go to the link in my bio and you can click where it says book a discovery call with me. You'll have a little application where you'll answer some questions and then you'll book a call with me sometime this month or in the month or the first two weeks of April. Um, we'll jump on a call and see if the, if the program will be a good fit. Um, and this also reminds me too, for anyone who maybe doesn't want to jump on a discovery call yet, but wants to learn just a little bit more, I so want to offer you guys um, a beautiful workshop that I've created. It's a free workshop that you all have access to. It's on healing, anxiety, depression, and overthinking. So once again, if you just go to my Instagram, go to the link in my bio, you're going to be able to access that free workshop on healing, anxiety, depression, and overthinking. So that way, it's about a 45-minute workshop that you get to catch and take as much notes as you need to really work on healing these areas of your life. And um, you'll get a taste of how I coach on, you know, you'll get a taste on, you know, the things that I talk about and the things that I work on within the three C's method. And then maybe after that, you'll feel called to Mm -hmm. jump on a call with me. But I definitely want to offer this to you guys as well. It's it's a free workshop. Go ahead and check it out. So I'm only taking 22 women for this next round. So if you're interested, I definitely say don't wait. Okay. Right. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on. Seriously. Thank you. Like, that was great and you gave us a lot of insight and a lot of things and yeah so i wish we could go on forever but (laughs) obviously thank you ladies for just saying yes because it's 
because I'm the one that reached out to you guys. Um, and you just had a beautiful vibe, and you're both so beautiful, and I'm so glad that I get Thanks. to just share all of this on your episode. Thank you. Let's have a good rest of your night. Okay, you too. You too. Bye. Bye. Okay, guys, so that was the episode for today. The analogy of the cup, like being dirty yeah, and then having so to like sense. clean it first. I feel like so much of us, so many of us want to like be the greatest that we can be and want to reach our goals and like reach our highest self, but we're pushing down the things that are like not serving us. Allow- yeah, or allowing us to fulfill that and just kind of pushing it to the side, not really recognizing the problems. Yeah, exactly. I agree. Um, okay, well, anyways, guys, I think that that was a very long episode, so we're going to cut it off here. Um, hope you enjoyed. Let us know what you think. If you have different opinions, let us know those two. But yeah, this will also be up on YouTube if you like to listen to it there, which you wouldn't be if you're already listening to it on something else. But yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs>